His mother emerged immediately after he did, and the sigil vanished, its power spent. He pulled his bag closer and looked around. There was no screaming to be heard here, and the damned did not blanket every surface where they stood. The floor, walls, and ceiling were all pure stone, without the soft moans or the weeping of human tears that marked the walls around their home. It was disquietingly empty and bare. We are very near the surface, his mother informed him, evidently feeling safe enough to speak aloud. I am sending you to your father. His brow puckered. But it's time, Alexander. You've grown too old and too powerful, and I can't hide you from the king any longer. He's the one who's hunting. He's killing all of my sister's part-blood sons. He fears the prophecy. Alexander shook his head. That's ridiculous. No part-blood could ever challenge the incubus king for his seat. None of us has the power. The prophecy says otherwise. She kissed him, her lips soft against his own. I will do what I can to keep him from seeking you, but you have to leave the abyss. My sisters are sending their sons out as well. We can no longer protect you. Will you follow? She smiled. I'll try. He took a deep breath. He had heard so many stories about the surface, so many wild tales. He had listened to what his mother had said about humanity and the earth, both the good and the bad, and... While he had always been entranced by the rumors and innuendo about the place, he was afraid to go there. He saw the anxiety in his mother's eyes, though, and he knew that there was no arguing and no place for his trepidations. He knew that when his mother ordered him, he had to obey. Lifting his chin with all of the strength and maturity he could muster, he said, Tell me what to do. I have some loyal friends among the Ataku who will help you navigate the passage between the abyss and the earth plane. We will try to get you as near to your father as we can. Go to him. He will know what to do. He nodded and embraced her for what he hoped would not be the last time. Behind him, he heard a shuffling sound, followed by the characteristic snorting of the Ataku. He parted from her and the worker demon took him gently by the elbow. Be safe, my love, his mother bid him. I will see you when I can. They shared one more smile, and then she retreated into the darkness, leaving him with his guide. Alexander turned to look into the beady black eyes that stared at him from the porcine face of the Ataku. I'm ready. Come, the drone said its voice deep and gravelly. Come fast. They scrabbled upward, through a narrow passage in the bedrock that had been carved by hand. He could still see the finger marks scratched into the stone, feel the impressions of millions of human souls who had labored here. The quarter of his blood that was itself human ached in resonance with the imprinted sorrow and suffering that he could sense in those narrow finger channels but he had no time for misplaced compassion now. The Otaku led the way in silence, and the passage narrowed and twisted 
until Alexander no longer knew which way was up. He knew that up and surface were only semantic figments, but it still made him feel closer to the earth plane to climb. Unfortunately, the path they were following was beginning to dip. His mother trusted this drone, but he was suspicious. He had lived in the abyss all of his life, and he had learned that duplicity was as common as heartbeats here. He slipped his hand into his sack and clutched his dagger, ready to defend himself if the Ataku was leading him into an attack. The tunnel evened out in a place where bluish light shone weakly, reflecting off of the coal chips of the drone's eyes. Another Ataku grunted to them, and his guide responded in kind. In the dim light, he saw two more drones gesturing him forward. Go, his first guide said.